You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hi, this is Mick, and you are listening to a Chirp Radio Artist Interview. I am on the line right now with Bobby of Cloakroom. How are you doing, Bobby? I'm doing good, bud. How are you? Something that uh, was forwarded to me, you know, in sort of introducing your album, Disillusioned Wave, is a, uh, a Terry Pratchett quote about beginnings and how there's always sort of this aura around like how things get started how things actually get done how did how did you decide that this was going to be sort of this expansive playground for you uh, and your bandmates to play in and then you know for uh, other people sort of join you in Doyle and I speak in a lot of theory, rooted in theory, we, we, you know, just about the way things work and our theories on how the way things work. And I think that this very much started the same way. A lot of the things that we were referencing were conceptual records, but not the not the normal, you know, I think like when, when you say concept record, I think a lot of people's brains jump to certain examples. But one that we really referenced a lot was uh, the birds... Uh, Sweetheart of the Rodeo. And not so much what that record became, uh, because obviously it became a great country record. But in its original conception, I've read that, you know, the birds set out to make a double album that would explore all instances of American music up to that point, you know, starting from very primal bluegrass and, and mountain music, country music to, to at that point, you know, the early instances of electronic music that were happening in the 1960s, you know? So I, I loved that. I loved that they had a a map before they even went in to write the record. Now, naturally, you know, everything happened where Graham Parsons joined the band and they ended up just writing an incredible country music opus that's still a benchmark for country music. But that, like I said, that theory kind of dug to me. And I think that, you know, Cloakroom, we historically have always tried to push ourselves to explore different genres in songwriting because we, we, Doyle and I have never been the type of artist that just like to do one thing. Like we really love to be able to pull influence from a wide variety of art. And then it's fun for us to try different things in a Cloakroom song and be like, ah, is that Cloakroom? Like, does that sound like Cloakroom? I'm, you know, ultimately, as long as Doyle and I are playing, you know, I think it, it will be. I think with all of that in mind, I think that, you know, really the idea was, well, let's write, you know, let's write a record that explores everything we've ever thought about musically, all things that Cloakroom has been and in all things that Cloakroom is now, and then maybe even all things that Cloakroom could be one day. I think that sonically, we had a concept, you know, and I think that with that, Doyle thought lyrically, well, there should be a concept too, to kind of tie this all together. So it is one cohesive work. I think we recognized we were going to be exploring a couple different polar axes and, and it, you know, and it, and it became a point of, well, how do you connect point A to point B? So, you know, in, in short, I will say that it began with, it began with a lot of theory and a lot of uh, just sort of conversations about how we can make something that would be larger than life, larger than your, your traditional album.
Now, a lot of what you're doing is described as space rock. Do you think space is big enough to contain what, what you accomplished on Dissolution Wave, or um, do we need to be thinking larger? Well, you know, space is, is ever expansive. You know, the universe is, as we've found, you know, the universe is expanding always. It'll always be expanding. We'll never see the end of it. And then in, in some ways, I don't think cloakroom sound will ever stop expanding. As long as Doyle and I have living breath in our bodies and we're writing music together, I don't think our sound will ever stop expanding. So yes, yeah, space is the ultimate setting for cloakroom. Um, I think that we get coined the space rock because we reference a lot of bands you know, from the 90s that sort of rocked that description, you know, bands like Hum and Failure, who wrote a lot of music that was that had space themes. We we kind of picked up where those bands were left off or had left off in a lot of ways. But the, I love the way that you've put that, you know, is space a big enough setting to, to contain a record like Disillusion Wave? And I really think it's the only setting. Yeah, okay. What are some of the specifics of the world that you're imagining on dissolution waves? Like, what's sort of the geography? Can you give us a little bit of a, a little bit of the lay of the land? Well, the way I envision it, it's very similar to what you see in in you know if listeners have watched our music video for the song Doubts that we did, we did our best to sort of visualize it. You know, in my mind, it is this sort of almost post-apocalyptic world. You know, we're talking about a terror almost in in, in an astrophysics world where this disillusion wave is totally wiped out all all art that had been created on earth. And, and now, now that that's gone, I mean, I look at the art, the art of earth is the source of vibrance of humanity and art is such an escape. Art is such a, a means for dealing with tragedy and, and dealing with the harsh realities of life. And without that, you know, I, I imagine the earth being a dark place. This would be, this would be a new dark age is where disillusion wave is set. And those of us that have survived this disillusion wave, this massive shakeup, we've been reduced to trying to get back to where we were. And 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 there you go back to you know beginning of our conversation where you're talking about, well, where does one begin? You know, how do you begin with the process of plowing the street? Well, how do you begin with trying to restore Earth to its former self by creating enough new art to get Earth to be turning on its axis again the way that it once was, you know? I don't know, it's a scary and it's a dark place. I don't want to think about Earth uh, you know, without art in it. I you know, art Art's really the only thing that's gotten me through the last couple of years, you know? And I can't imagine a place without it. Yeah, I, I find it interesting that most of the comparisons I hear, you know, when people are talking about your music, mostly come from the realm of, uh, like, post-metal or, or stuff like failure or, you know, maybe even uh, Russian circles. But, you know, in conversations that you have, like, you always bring it back to folk music and singer-songwriters. And I find, I find that really interesting, um, that you are making such an expansive kind of music, but, like, your reference points strongly sort of adhere to, you know, very grounded you know, life experience. How important is it to be, you know, practical or to have a sense of reality when you are creating sort of an expansive epic like Disillusion Wave? 
you know, I think really the, the reality of our lives sort of influences something like that. You know, it sort of influences the the want to create. Obviously, you know, I'm sure if Doyle and I were wealthy and rolling around in, in nice cars and, and didn't really have a care in the world, I mean, I don't know what kind of art we would make, honestly, if we would make art at all. Like I said, I started making art because it was an escape. I could escape my reality as a person. I think it is important to have a grasp of what's going on in reality and what's going on in your real life and that 100% will influence the art that you make. You know, I mean, geez, we've had a really tough few years in our circles. You know, we've lost close friends and we've we've just had tragedies and, and, and things just not work out the way you think they would. I think that that really influenced a record like Dissolution Wave, the fact that like we wanted to have an escape of some kind, if that makes sense. You know? Yeah, and like you said, that it all sort of comes back to the sense that there is some place else to go and that maybe art can sort of take you there. Yeah, of course. I, I mean some of my favorite records that I've ever listened to when I when I you know when beat one of the record hits, it transcends me somewhere else, you know, and I love that. That's why I go back to those records and listen to them time and time and time again. You know, like I've always sought that out from a listener's experience. So I think maybe in turn that's influenced my approach to music. That I, I write music that reminds me of other times or maybe music that's you know meant to soundtrack a different world in my brain you know in, in hopes that a listener can pick up on that and have the same type of you know same type of listening experience right the hope is that through art you can expand your mind to fill the possible space that is available to us exactly. Uh, really, no, thank you. This is this has been a really great conversation. Awesome. Bobby, thank you so much for joining me today. Again, this has been Mick for Chirp Radio and the Chirp Radio Artist Interview Series in conversation with Bobby of Cloakroom. They have a new album out called Disillusion Wave. It is on Relapse Records. Thank you again, Bobby. Appreciate your time. Thank you. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.